Chapter twenty eight of Stories of King Arthur and His Knights. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Joy Chan. Stories of King Arthur and His Knights by U. Waldo Cutler. Chapter twenty eight. Sir Launcelot's Repentance. When Sir Galahad was departed from the Castle of Maidens, he rode till he came to a waste forest, and there he met with Sir Launcelot and Sir Percival, but they knew him not, for he was new disguised. Right so Sir Launcelot dressed his spear, and brake it upon Sir Galahad, and Sir Galahad smote him so again, that he smote down horse and man. Then he drew his sword, and dressed him unto Sir Percival, and smote him so on the helm that, had not the sword swerved, Sir Percival had been slain and with the stroke he fell out of his saddle. This joust was done to fore the hermitage where a recluse dwelt, and when she saw Sir Galahad ride, she said, God be with thee, best knight of the world. Ah, verily, if yonder two knights had known thee as well as I do, they would not have encountered with thee. When Sir Galahad heard her say so, he was sore adread to be known. Therefore he smote his horse with his spurs, and rode at a great pace away from them. Then perceived they both that he was Galahad, and up they gat on their horses, and rode fast after him. But in a while he was out of their sight. Then they turned again with heavy cheer, and Sir Percival said, Let us ask some tidings at yonder recluse. Do as ye list, said Sir Launcelot. So Sir Percival turned back, but Sir Launcelot rode on across and end long in a wild forest, and held no path, but as wild adventure led him. At last he came to a stone cross which pointed two ways, and by the cross was a stone that was of marble, but it was so dark that he might not wit what it was. Sir Launcelot looked about him and saw an old chapel. There he expected to find people, so he tied his horse and took off his shield and hung it upon a tree. Then he went to the chapel door and found it waste and broken. Within he saw a fair altar, full richly arrayed with cloth of clean silk, and there stood a fair clean candlestick of silver, which bare six great candles. When Sir Launcelot saw this light, he had great will to enter into the chapel, but he could find no place where he might enter. Then was he passing heavy and dismayed. He returned to his horse, took off his saddle and bridle, and let him pasture. Then he unlaced his helm and ungirded his sword, and laid himself down to sleep upon his shield to fall the cross. So he fell asleep, and half waking and half sleeping, he saw in a vision two fair white palfreys come toward him, bearing in a litter a sick knight. When he was nigh the cross he abode still, and Sir Launcelot heard him say, O oh, sweet Lord, when shall this sorrow leave me, and when shall the holy vessel come by me, wherethrough I shall be pleased? For I have endured thus long for little trespass. A full great while lamented the knight thus, and always Sir Launcelot heard it. Then he saw the candlestick with the six tapers come before the cross, yet he saw nobody that brought it. Also there came a table of silver, and the sacred vessel of the Holy Grail upon it. Therewith the sick knight sat up, and holding up both hands, he prayed that he might be whole of his malady. Then on his hands and knees he went so nigh that he touched the holy vessel and kissed it, and anon he was whole. Then he said, Lord God, I thank thee, for I am healed of this sickness. When the holy vessel had been there a great while, it went unto the chapel with the candlestick and the light, 
so that Launcelot wist not what became of it, for he was overtaken with a feeling of his sin, so that he had no power to arise and follow the holy vessel. Then the sick knight raised himself up and kissed the cross. Anon his squire brought him his arms and asked his lord how he did. Verily, said he, I thank God right well, through the holy vessel I am healed. But I have great marvel of this sleeping knight that had no power to awake when the holy grail was brought hither. I dare right well say, said the squire, that he dwelleth in some deadly sin, whereof he has never repented. By my faith, said the knight, whatsoever he be he is unhappy, for as I deem he is of the fellowship of the round table, the which is entered into the quest of the holy grail. Sir, said the squire, here I have brought you all your arms, save your helm and your sword. By my assent now may ye take this knight's helm and his sword. So he did, and when he was clean armed, he took Sir Launcelot's horse, for he was better than his own, and so they departed from the cross. Anon Sir Launcelot awoke and bethought him what he had seen there, and whether it were a dream or not. Right so heard he a voice that said, Sir Launcelot, more hard than is stone, more bitter than is wood, and more naked and barer than is the fig tree, go thou from hence, and withdraw thee from this holy place. When Sir Launcelot heard this, he was passing heavy, and wist not what to do. So he arose sore weeping, and cursed the time when he was born, for he thought never to have honour more. Then he went to the cross, and found his helm, his sword, and his horse taken away. Then he called himself a very wretch, and the most unhappy of all knights. And he said, My sin and my wickedness have brought me unto great dishonour. When I sought worldly adventures from worldly desires, I ever achieved them, and had the better in every place, and never was I discomforted in any quarrel, were it right or wrong. But now when I take upon me the adventures of holy things, I see and understand that mine old sin hindereth and shameth me, so that I had no power to stir or to speak when the Holy Grail appeared afore me. Thus he sorrowed till it was day, and he heard the birds sing. Then somewhat he was comforted, but, when he missed his horse and his harness, he wist well God was displeased with him. He departed from the cross on foot into a forest, and came to a hermitage, and a hermit therein. There Launcelot kneeled down and cried on the Lord for mercy, and begged the hermit for charity to hear his confession. With a good will, said the good man, art thou of King Arthur's court, and of the fellowship of the round table? Yea, forsooth, was the answer, and my name is Sir Launcelot of the Lake, that hath been right well said of, but now my good fortune is changed, for I am the worst wretch of the world. The hermit beheld him, and had marvel how he was humbled. Sir, said he, thou oughtest to thank God more than any knight living, for he hath caused thee to have more worldly honour than any other knight that now liveth. For thy presumption in taking upon thee, while in deadly sin, to be in his presence through the sacred vessel, that was the cause that thou mightest not see it with worldly eyes. For he will not appear where such sinners be, unless to their great hurt and shame. There is no knight living now that ought to give God so great thanks as thou, for he hath given thee beauty, seemliness, and great strength above all other knights. Therefore thou art the more beholden unto God than any other man to love him and fear him. For thy strength and manhood will little avail thee, if God be against thee. 
Then Sir Launcelot wept with heavy cheer, for he knew the hermit said sooth. Sir, said the good man, hide none old sin from me. Truly, said Sir Launcelot, that were me full loath to disclose, for one thing that I have done I never disclosed these fourteen years, and for that may I now blame my shamelessness and my misadventure. Then he told there that good man all his life, and how he had loved a queen unmeasurably, and out of measure long. And, said he, all my great deeds of arms that I have done, I did the most part for that queen's sake. For her sake would I battle, were it right or wrong, and never did I battle wholly for God's sake, but for to win honour, and to make myself better beloved. And little or naught I thanked God for it. I pray you, counsel me. I will counsel thee, said the hermit, if thou wilt assure me that thou wilt never come into that queen's companionship when thou canst prevent it. This Sir Launcelot solemnly promised, whereupon the good man said, Look that thy heart and mouth accord, and I assure thee that thou shalt have more honour than ever thou hadst. For it seemeth well God loveth thee, and in all the world men shall not find one knight to whom he hath given so much grace as he hath given thee. He hath given thee beauty with seemliness, he hath given thee wit, discretion to know good from evil, he hath given thee prowess and hardiness, and he hath given thee to work so largely that thou hast had at all times the better wheresoever thou camest. And now our Lord will suffer thee no longer, but that thou shalt know him, whether thou wilt or nilt. Why the voice called thee bitterer than wood was because, where overmuch sin dwelleth, there may be but little sweetness and wherefore thou art likened to an old rotten tree. Why thou art harder than stone is because thou wilt not leave thy sin for any goodness that God hath sent thee. Therefore thou art more than any stone, and never wouldst thou be made soft, neither by water nor by fire. That is, the heat of the Holy Ghost may not enter in thee. Now shall I show thee why thou art more naked and barer than the fig tree. It befell that our Lord on Palm Sunday preached in Jerusalem, and there he found in the people that all hardness was harboured in them, and there he found in all the town not one that would harbour him. And then he went without the town, and found in the midst of the way a fig tree, the which was right fair and well garnished of leaves, but fruit had it none. Then our Lord cursed the tree that bare no fruit, that likeneth the fig tree unto Jerusalem that had leaves and no fruit. So thou, Sir Launcelot, when the Holy Grail was brought afore thee, he found in thee no fruit, nor good thought, nor good will, and thou wert befouled with sin. Verily, said Sir Launcelot, all that ye have said is true, and from henceforward I undertake by the grace of God never to be so wicked as I have been, but to follow knighthood and to do feats of arms. Then the good man enjoined Sir Launcelot to such penance as he might do, and to sue knighthood, and so blessed him, and prayed him to abide there all that day. I will well, said Sir Launcelot, for I have neither helm, nor horse, nor sword. As for that, said the good man, I shall help you ere to mourn to a horse and all that belongeth unto you. And so Sir Launcelot repented him greatly. End of chapter 28